Hey, welcome to another Promote the Truth training and episode. And this one here is going to be more on the sensitive side. And so I want to preface this particular message with a deep, deep, deep understanding of where people are coming from. I want to preface it with uh, empathy. Uh, I have personal experience when it comes to this subject. So I understand the sensitivity when it comes to what you may have grown up believing and then finding out something completely opposite. As a matter of fact, something completely against the scriptures. And so we're going to be talking about that Jesus, that name Jesus, who many are calling the savior of the world, is not who you really think he is. So Jesus is not who you think he is. Now, what does that do for most people? It immediately brings shock because we've been taught for so many years, whether you are a, quote, Christian or you're of a, another religion, people have given homage to this name of this person that they call Jesus. The question is, is that really who you think he is? Is it that you think that the that a person named Jesus is the savior of the world? And I'm going to present to you today having an incredible amount of empathy, but also an incredible amount of responsibility. I'm going to present to you today that Jesus really is not who you and many people around the world and everyone who might think that he is being the savior of the world. That's just factually not true. Jesus really is not who you think he is. And so I want to direct you to a scripture in Yahuhanan, sign named John, Chapter 5, verse 43. I got a few notes here, but you've heard this many times over if you've been familiar with scripture. The Messiah, the Mashiach, says, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in another name, him you would receive. So here we have the Savior saying that he comes in the father's name. Now, we know that the father's name is Yahuwah. And in Hebrew, that's spelled with a yod, a hey, an ua, and a hey, Yahuwah. Okay? The Savior's name is spelled in Hebrew with the yod, a hey, a ua, a shin, and an ayin, which, which is pronounced Yahusha. Yahusha. So if he says, I come in my father's name, and the Hebrew letters are Yod, Hey, Ua, Shin, Ayin, Yahusha. How in the world did we get this name, Jesus, involved with someone who is really named Yahusha? And by the way, what does Yahusha mean? Yahusha or Yahusha, it literally means Yahuwah is salvation. So Yahusha or Yahusha, I'm breaking it down in syllables so you get it, but I pronounce it as Yahusha. 
Yahusha's name literally means Yahuwah is salvation. So his name is a description of the father's name, which you see like back behind me here in the background. See, that's the ancient Hebrew. Some call it Paleo Hebrew. And if you read it from over, actually over here, that's a Yod, right? That's a Hey, that's a Ua, and then that's a Hey right there. Okay. So I'm doing my best with the screen that's turned around, but the bottom line is we've got a stark difference in these names and we've got to settle this and we've got to have understanding when dealing with this subject. A lot of folks want to be like, aha, I'm right. So a lot of folks who are coming to the truth, learning that the Savior's real name is and has always been Yahusha, meaning Yahuwah is salvation. Many people come into that, they might literally want to run out and scream to the world, which is great that, look, we've been tricked. We've been deceived. And man, I know something that you don't know. And that right there, we don't want to go out in a spirit of arrogance or pride or ego. We want to go out with the spirit of understanding, knowing that at one time we didn't know these truths. I didn't know these truths. It took me over 30 years. I was in my mid-30s before I found out who the Father is and his real name, Yahuwah, and who the Savior is, Yahusha. It took me in my mid-30s to figure that out. And I was literally overjoyed. So rather than me feeling so brokenhearted, which it was tough to understand, but it was more of elation than, than feeling like broken heart or feeling so deceived and angry. I didn't have any anger. I didn't have any upset. I was literally like, man, I cannot believe this happened. But hallelujah, hallelujah, found the truth. So we're going to break down and give you some background of how this, what I call an imposter of a name called Jesus, has tried to usurp and take over the name above all names, which is Yahuwah, the son Yahusha, which is the description of the father, Yahuwah is salvation. How did this come to be? Get some background. First and foremost, you have to understand that the letter J is the newest letter, English letter, in the English alphabet. There was no letter J around 500 years ago. So the, 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 the scripture or the Bible that's the most recognized around the world is the what version? The King James Version. How many versions of the King James Version is there? There's five. The first one showed up in 1611. So you got 1611, and then they had other versions come out all the way up until 1638 AD. So the last King James version is 1638 AD. But in the 1611, there was no J. Why is that important? Because the letter J was invented for the Italian language first. And this was an invention by a man named Gian Giorgio Cresino in the year 1524. So the first time anybody knows anything globally about the letter J is the year 1524. And it was someone by the name of Gian Tresino who literally said, I want to do this as another form of the letter I. 
but that was for the Italian language. Now, in 1604, there's a gentleman named Robert Codry who published the first English dictionary. Isn't that important? So in the English dictionary, he utilized the letter J that was added to the modern English letters. So you know we have around 26 letters in the English alphabet, and the letter J was added to be one of them. So now we have it, as far as from the English dictionary standpoint, the letter J shows up when? 1604. Now, when did the Savior appear on earth? Around 2,000 years ago. So we're talking about, at the time of this recording, in 2023, you see, if we just go back 500 years, right, we're not seeing a letter J. So all of a sudden it shows up. Now in the 1611, everyone that really understands how much and widespread the King James Bible is, which most people consider that the staple, you should give heed and credence to the fact that in the 1611, there was no J in that scripture, in that Bible, none. There was none in the first edition, second edition, third edition, or fourth edition. Not one of those first four editions of the King James Bible had a letter J. It was Iesus, I-E-S-U-S, -S, or I-E-S-O-U-S, -S. Iesus. There was no Jesus or Jesus. It was not there. And I know that can break some people's hearts. I know for the so many of you, this is the first time you're ever hearing this. And I wanted to let you know I empathize with you. I know that that's, that's, that's hard to hear. But literally, rather than make that crush you, go into celebration. Why? Because one of the greatest prophets of all time, Masha, sign named Moses, he didn't know the father's name when he first met him on the mount. So these incredibly important names, the name of the father, the name of the son, Masha, he didn't know the name. Because you remember, he said to Yahuwah, before he knew he was Yahuwah, he said, when I go back down to the people and I say to them who, who it is that sent me, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? So he had to explain to him that his name was Yahuwah. So what I believe is happening today is Yahuwah is explaining to you the truth so that you can come out of the deception. Now, as I go a little further, this is where you can have some rips in your heart, but I don't want you to stay in that pain because it can be painful. I want you to focus more on the joy, but let's deal with reality. So we've got 1638. Here comes the first time the J is added to the King James. That's the fifth edition. Go do your research. So you'll see Jesus or Jesus is added to the King James. Now, how do Spanish people pronounce the name Jesus? They say Jesus. Jesus. Keep that in mind. Now, this name, Jesus has been held as a as sacred like it's it's a it's set apart it has so much has so much esteem around the world 
for how long now? Over 1,700 years this has been going on. Don't feel fooled, right? Right? Now, when I say the name Jesus, I'm not talking about that name in particular, but I'm talking about the derivative of Jesus, Jesus. Remember when I said that in the 1611? That name, Jesus, has been held in high esteem for over 1,700 years. And what was the purpose of it? We have this gentleman called Constantine at the Council of Nicaea, 321 to 325 AD. It, the purpose of this was to unite the Roman Empire, to unite the world under a one type of religious observance. That's the purpose. How powerful was the Roman Empire? Don't underestimate back then. I know you might be living in a free society now, but back then, Roman rule, and you could be killed for going against the rule. Now, check this out. Who would have guessed that our Savior's name, the name above all names, that has been written all throughout the New Testament or the Brit, the Brit Hadash, the Brit Hadash, would be, would be infiltrated with the Roman uh, fabricated counterfeit. So this is really what it's about. Jesus is supposed to be an anglicized equivalent of the Greek Jesus. Now, this is the shocking matter behind it. Some authorities who spent their entire life really researching the origins of names, and you should watch our name video that has tons of views on it, where we break down the name of the Father and the Son. You should watch the name video. I'll put it in the comments. I should, I'll put it in the, the description section of this video so you'll be able to click over to that once you're done. And we break it down beyond a shadow of a doubt that the name of the Father is Yahuwah, the name of the Son is Yahushua. So what happens is these authorities who have been studying their entire life, they literally believe that the name Jesus coming from Jesus, Greek driven, what did the Greek really worship? What is a big time worship figure in the, in the, in the Greek religion and mythology? Zeus. So Jesus, these scholars literally believe that it means hail, praise, Zeus. Ie in Greek means hail or praise or honor. Zeus, Jesus, and the capital S in Greek is pronounced as a Z sound, Jesus. So <laughs> this is unbelievable when you think about it. Now, I'm going to give you a, a reference point. You can find this also over in the, in the name video that we have here. You can go over to the, the Dictionary of Christian Lore and Legend written by J.C.J. Melford, 1983 at page 126. So that's some history for you. So that's Dictionary of Christian Lore and Legend, J.C.J. Melford, 1983, page 126. Now, I'm going to give you a little extra understanding because throughout the meetings that happened at the Council of Nicaea, there were different factions, different people that were jousting because Constantine had called all these rulers in. I should say all these 
all these uh, scholars and all these uh, historians and all of these bishops and religious leaders, he called them in and said, look, we've got to unite the Roman Empire and let's all worship one G-O-D, who people call God, right? Let's worship one, mighty one, is what it really should be called. This went on for four years. Now, check this out. As of yet, after this going to this four-year period, no G-O-D, no God had been selected by the council. And so they balloted, so they started voting in order to determine on the matter. And you hear about this over in the name video. So for one year and five months, the balloting lasted, this jousting back and forth and negotiating, right? And they finally, check this out, at the end of the time, Constantine returned to the gathering to discover that the that all these leaders had not yet agreed on a new deity, but had but the balloting, the voting had come down to a short list of five prospects. So the five prospects were Caesar, Krishna, Mithra, Horus, and Zeus. Can y'all believe what we're even talking about here? It's incredible, but this is true. This is part of history. So they went and they came down on the matter. They got down to these five, Caesar, Krishna, Mithra, Horus, and Zeus, all right? You can read about that in the Historia Ecclesiastica by Eusebius at 325. Now, Constantine was the rulings. He was the, he was the head rule there of the council, and he ultimately decided upon a new God for them. And what he decided to do was to combine two to try to get as many people in agreement as possible. He said, we're going to do two. So the two that he decided on was Zeus and Krishna. So out of the five, he said, we're going to combine. We're going to do uh, Zeus and Krishna. So that would be the name of the official new Roman God. A vote was taken in the majority show of hands. The vote was 161 to 157. This is how detailed history is on this. 161 votes for Zeus and Krishna to be combined to be the new G-O-D, the new God, versus 157, squeaked by. So you could tell it was really contested that both the, the, uh, the both of these deities become one G-O-D. So following the long-standing heathen custom, Constantine used the official gathering, and he went ahead and stamped it, and then you had Zeus, Krishna, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. Zeus, right? Jesus, Krishna stands for Christ. That's where the background comes from. Now, if your heart is all tore up and beating hard right now, I want to tell you, remember at the beginning of this, I really understand. I empathize with this shocking news that Jesus is not who you think he is. And that's proof right there that he's just not. Not from some philosophical proof. We're talking about historical proof written and, 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 and honored by those that are believers and non-believers. It's just straight up history that proves that Jesus is not who you think he is. 
So let's go ahead and break down and now look at the scriptures. When we've now we got this all unveiled, let's look at the scripture. Let's go over to Yahuhanan, John chapter 17, verse 3. The Savior says, Now this is everlasting life, that they may know you, the one and only true Alua, mighty one, and Yahusha Mashiach, the Messiah, whom you have sent. So this is the night before the Savior is going to be sacrificed. So he's with his disciples. He's praying to the Father in front of them. And he says, now, if people want eternal life, they got to know the one and true and only mighty one, the Alua of all, Yahuwah, and his son, Yahusha Mashiach, the Messiah, who he has sent. That's chapter 17, verse 3 of Yahuhanan. John. Now move on down to verse 6, staying in the same chapter, verse uh, chapter 17, verse 6. Yahusha says something very important. He says, as he's praying and the, the disciples are listening, he says, I have revealed your name to the men whom you've given me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and I have guarded them in your word. He says, I have revealed your name, just like Masha, Moses. Now we have the Savior saying that the Father's name has continually been suppressed throughout history. So don't feel shocked. The disciples didn't even know the name of the Father or how to properly acknowledge it. Go down to verse 11. We're in the same Yahuanan, John chapter 17. We were verse three, verse six. Now we're going verse 11. And I am no more in this world, but these are in the world. And I am coming to you, set apart father, guard them in your name. Now watch what he says after this. Guard them in your name, which you have given me so that they might be one as we are one. He now takes it to another level and says that the Father's name is his name, Yahusha, Yahuwah the Mashiach. So we got Yahuwah the Father, Yahuwah the Son, the Mashiach, and Yahuwah Ruah, which is the set-apart spirit, sign name, Holy Spirit. So now he's saying, what, he, what does he want him, them to be guarded in? Guarded in the name. You got to get this straight because you have an opportunity to tap into this power instead of being tricked by somebody who is not who they're saying he is. Jesus is not who you think he is. And you're missing the power. We're missing, we've been missing the power for all these years, centuries, and now the power is being restored. Great news. That's why it's called the great news, the good news. Chapter, hey, chapter 17, Yahuhani, John chapter 17. Now we go down to verse 26 as he's finishing off his prayer. He says, and I have made your name known to them and shall make it known so that the love with which you have loved me might be in them and I in them. So he says, now I have made, he's, he's, do y'all understand he's doubling down on the name issue? He's saying, I have made your name known to them. And then what does he say? 
and shall make it known through them. So how's it going to be known? Through them. You see, I am part of them. I'm coming from them. Their message went to somebody who went to somebody who went to somebody. And down through the centuries, this remnant of people have persisted to hold on to the name. And now it got to me. And now I'm giving it to you. So now you can be tracked all the way back to the Savior's prayer to the Father before he's about to do the ultimate sacrifice. Do you feel the power of that? Hallelujah. Now, let's take it a step further. Now that we understand that the Savior believes that the Father's name is critical when it comes to everlasting life, how, will you, how are you going to know somebody? without knowing their name. You see, you can't go all of a sudden make this different when it comes to the father. It's illogical in what he's taught us. The first thing that you want to do when you introduce somebody is what? Introduce to somebody is to do what? Is to meet, what is your name? My name is, your name is, now we've introduced each other and identified each other by our names. Comes from the word in Hebrew, right? You've got Pashem, which is the person. Hashem. So Persham is the person coming from Hashem, which is the name, which is Yahuwah. So now let's move to Acts 4.12, right? Or Mahasim. Mahasim is the real name of Acts, sign name Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. And there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So now the scripture says that the name, we must be saved through this name. So you don't want to play games with the subject. You don't want to do I thought and, and the father understands. I'm telling you that the father is giving us instructions on what is eternal life. It's to know him. And it goes on. And then what did the Savior say in the beginning? I have come in my father's name. Personalize that. He's coming to us in his father's name. And what's the father's name? Yahuwah, that's the father's name. And his name is the access to the father. Yahusha, Yahuwah is salvation. Now, Acts 10, 43, let's dig deeper. He says, I mean, it is said, the writer, which we believe is Luca, right? Luke says, to this one, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone believing in him does receive forgiveness of sins. Did you break that down? To this one, all the prophets bear witness. All the prophets agree that through his what? His name, everyone believing in him does receive forgiveness of sins. He said you can't believe in him without knowing his name. So again, Acts 2.21, when Kappa, sign named Peter, who you've known as Peter for years, we've known him as Peter, he walks out of the upper room. Who does he quote? Most people miss this. 
when he comes out and all the people are fired up, right, from all over the nation, he immediately quotes you all, which is Joel. He immediately quotes you all, the prophet Joel. And when he gets down in chapter 2, verse 21 of Mahasim Acts, he says, and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. He literally said it. Why did Kappa say the name? Because Yahusha had just said several days ago, the night before he was about to be sacrificed, that I have made your name known and I will make it known through them. So now Yahusha's word is coming true in this because now you've got Kappa walking out of the upper room after the spirit had fell on them and Kappa is quoting Yahul 232, word for word. And he's quoting and saying, all who call on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. So that prophecy that Yahusha said the night before he was about to be sacrificed, now it comes true. Because what? The prophets agree with this. They witness to this. And what does it say in Yahul? Chapter 2, verse 32. So go to your scriptures, Joel, right? And you're going to see it says, and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. So he quoted it word for word. Now in your scriptures, if you don't have one that's translating the right names, they're going to put the word Lord in there. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That just leads you to another question. It doesn't, it's not an answer. It says all who call on the name of the Lord. Well, at best, Lord means master. So you got to say, well, what's the name of the master? Lord is a title at best. At worst, it's talking about Baal, which is anti-Mashiach, anti-Yahuwah. But if we're going to try to give it the benefit of the doubt, the best case scenario is Lord means master. All who call on the name of the master. That's the question for you to go. What's the master's name? Yahuwah. That's his name. So the prophets are bearing witness. Yahusha tells them the father's name. They come out and they share the, they, the father's name. So now we are uncovering that Yahuwah. That Yahuwah is now saying, I'm done with the nonsense in these last days. I'm pouring out my spirit. And those that are my sheep will hear my voice, says Yahusha. So Jesus is not who you think he is. You might have thought he was the shepherd. But it's an imposter. And we're talking about, if you go in Hebrew, if you go in Hebrew or if you go in Latin, you're going to get, at best, Iesus means the horse or the pig. That's at, at best. At worst, it means praise Zeus. Do you want to follow Zeus? Is Zeus your Messiah? Or do you want to follow a pig? Or do you want to follow a horse? Are you saying that your savior is a pig, a horse, or Zeus? No, no, and no. That means that Jesus is not who you think he is.
period. Let's keep it moving. Why is this important? In closing, I'm going to share this with you. Hazun, the book of Hazun, which you and I have known as Revelation, it says in Hazun chapter 20, verse 15, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, they were thrown into the lake of fire. If anyone's name is not was not found written in the book of life, that person was thrown into the lake of fire. Luca, chap, Luke chapter 10, verse 20 says, it, it's, it's right in the middle of it. It says, rejoice because your names have been written in the heavens. Oh, so when it comes to eternal life, we want our name written in that book of life. Do you want your name? I want my name written in the book of life. And I don't want no different versions of my name. I want the name that I was given that is written in that book of life. I want it to be able to match up. Why is that important? If someone left you an inheritance, you better believe that they got your name right. Because if you go down to the attorney's office and say somebody left you a big inheritance and you walk in, they're going to ask you what? What is your what? Name. And if you go in and give them some nickname, you go in and give them some other version, not going to work. They're going to say, show me some what? Show me some ID. So right now, you're being challenged for eternal life. We can't play with this. See, if this were not talking about things like, you know, whether you believe about lake of fire, if it's an actual thing or not, why would we even want to play with that, right? I'll do more on that later. But as soon as it brings up lake of fire, all right, it's time to get serious. It's saying that your name has to be written in the book of life. It's saying this is how you get eternal life is through a name. And that name is Yahuwah. The Mashiach gave the sacrifice. You see, when he walked on the earth, it was Yahusha, which is a description of the father. But now that he has gave the sacrifice and been resurrected, he said over in Yahuhanan chapter 17, what did he say? He said, the name you gave me before the foundation of the world. He said, your name, which is the name you gave me. So we know he and the father have the same name. It even speaks on that in Revelation 22, 1 through 4, that he and the father have the same name. It says over in Revelation 14, 1, as a, when it's talking about the 144,000, it talks about they've got the father's name written in their foreheads. So this thing with the name is critical. And so I had to stop and take time. And I had to come with you with all the passion and love and empathy that I've got to share with you that we have got to walk in the truth, the way, the truth, so that we have life, eternal life. And share this message with people and be ready. It's going to get some folks worked up. And if you are worked up, I'm not doing this to upset you. I'm doing this to wake you up, to allow you to have an opportunity at eternal life. Had you not known, you would not be held accountable. But now I've done my job. I have taken this message and through the world wide web, the internet, I'm taking it throughout the ends of the world. It can be translated into multiple languages, utilizing the technology. It's unbelievable the power that the truth has been revealed. We've, we've taken the cover and we've ripped this name of Jesus and tore it down. And we've said, look, the name above all names is Yahuwah.
Yeah, that name, Yahuwah. And the son paid the ultimate sacrifice, Yahuwah, the Mashiach, the Messiah. Yahusha, when he walked on the earth, Yahuwah, the Mashiach right now, that's who the savior is, not some counterfeit. So now you know the truth, share the truth so that you can join us in promote the truth. I appreciate you. Bye-bye.